140. What's up, Eric? What's up, Tyler? How are you, man? There's so much to talk about. Last time we had you on... Man, if I wanted nuts in my mouth, I'd go on the porn. Very... It's dark. It's sarcastic. It's... Have you ever stuck a light bulb in a potato with the toothpicks and the water? It doesn't work. How are these kids doing this? I knew you'd get mad. It's called blank or porn title. Don't don't try this at home is, is, is what we're saying. Hi, Eric. Hey, Tyler. How are you? Good. How's it going? There, there's some things. It occurred to me while that was playing. There are some things that you can't do quietly. Like, like for me, for example, sneezing. Or oh, yeah. um, you're a big sneezer. I'm a big sneezer. But this time, when you pre- when you said 140, I took a sip from my from my drink, and I, when I went to put it down, I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to put this can down where where it's not going to be audible for everyone." Oh, like, <laughs> so I, I I fisted it, like I held it completely. I put my palm, you know, the side of my hand down, and then I put the can at an angle. I'm like. God, if anyone saw me doing what I'm doing right now, like I look like such a fool, you know, like a lunatic. You know, you can always hit the uh, the mute icon next to your name there, and then just put it, you can throw it across the room. I don't know why I didn't do that, but that's one of those things you just can't do quietly. Like I, I don't know, oh. like, setting down a can it will always make noise, especially um, the emptier it gets, you start getting that that echo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just an empty well by that point in a yeah. very miniature form. Yeah. You, uh, did, uh, I don't know if you saw that meme. They're like, whenever you're trying to sneak into the house or do something quietly, like after everyone's asleep and you drop the cup and it just falls down the stairs and it hits the cabinet and everything. That's when you get as loud as you can be. It's as if it's a, it's like magnetized to every hard surface. <laughs> it just misses it's, the carpet. It misses the, you know, the pillows. Yeah. Just, there's the floor. Oh, look, the wall. There's a yeah. table. And it's oh like a too. It just bounces in every direction. It doesn't just bounce and you can catch it. And somehow it knocked over just a domino setup of cookie trays in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you're all fucking done. Yeah. Mm. So what's, what's up with you, man? What's new and exciting? Oh, I got to tell you, I have been spoiled in the last few weeks. I didn't think it would um, continue this way, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I, I've gotten so into Amazon fresh now. Oh, um, like I, I actually, I, the reason I started doing it was it's when I, I usually go to the market and I usually, you know, get the sodas and, and drinks and stuff. And that's what is so much weight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a schlep from my car to my apartment. Cause I have to walk through the complex and up a flight of stairs. It's not easy. So I actually have a scar, like a, I don't know what kind of scar it is on my hand now, but it's like the the one of the bags was rubbing on my skin so hard that it caused like a blood bruise. And so now I have like a permanent mark on my hand. Oh, my and I God. Was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? No more. I got to try something else for the time being. So I started doing Amazon Fresh. But what I started noticing is you don't have access to all the products you would normally buy in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to, you know, it's fine. I, I settle a little bit. But I, I had to get toilet paper. And so I got a brand that wasn't my usual. And it turns out this toilet paper is like basically one ply a sheet. Oh, no. Now, now, I'm not used to this kind of treatment on my my very, <laughs> my very uh, you know, delicate butthole. Uh-huh. Um, but it truly, I am, I'm bunching it up and I don't like it because I'm basically touching my asshole with my finger every fucking time. I'm used to my cushiony soft toilet paper. I don't know what you to see, do now, Eric. You see, these are the things that we take for granted until we don't have it. And then we end up at a gas station or at Tyler's house. Look, <laughs> at, to be perfectly graphic, after you take a gigantic shit, nothing is a better dessert than a very soft <laughs> uh, Charmin cotton triple ply plug up your plumbing toilet paper. It's so nice and nice. <laughs> Not whatever this like it look it feels like they took a sheet of construction paper and sliced it into six sheets. That's, That's what I'm dealing with now. It's worse than what I have at work, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, yeah. They, but I'm not they, happy. No, I can imagine not. I can imagine not. Tyler, what you need to do is take those the rest of the rolls, drop it off somewhere, 
you know, give it to a homeless uh, person or or actually take it to work and just leave it on the counter and see what happens and get yourself something normal, Tyler. <laughs> We're in the kitchen. Just leave it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Here's three of four rolls of, of toilet paper just on the counter in the kitchen. Go nuts, guys. If I could, if I could convert you, Tyler, to the wonderful world of the bidet, it would change your life. Mm. It would I change know. your life. I, I, you are, I know how passionate you are about the bidet. I'm passionate about a clean ass is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about not having anything, any kind of runoff, any kind of concerns. You know, I like my boxers to be clean at the end of the night. I'm not saying yours isn't, but like, I know there's effort to it. This, you turn it on, let it run, move your butt forward and back a few times, take yeah. a wet wipe, you know, give it one pass. It's clean, man. That's it. A wet wipe. You're not supposed to put that down the toilet. There's flushable wet wipes. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So All right. if I could convert you to that world, Tyler, it would be interesting. Um, I, if I'm you're just having saying, a bad day, how much uh-huh. water are you using on yourself? The worst thing that ever happened to me, Tyler, is the time that I accidentally turned it too strong. Yeah. And I gave myself a fucking enema. Like, my eyes crossed. <laughs> just launched you off the toilet. <laughs> it really did. Like, my fucking, like, my toes curled and, like, my eyes fucking crossed. I was like, eh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> would you come out of the bathroom and your girl's like, how was the shower? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I came out with my with the towel wrapped around my hair, you know, like my, the, the the pink robe. <laughs> um, oh man! Speaking of of shit, um, you sent me a test. You sent me a yeah. test about the Real Housewives. Yes. Todd, do you watch this show? No, I can't stand it. Okay, I can't I've okay. tried. I've tried like every incarnation of it. I can't stand it. Okay. Um, just know, and I'm saying it because I know she's listening. Ashley, I'm sorry on his behalf. She, he he doesn't know. He doesn't know how much you love it. Ashley's obsessed with this fucking show, man. Ashley Lana from Lullaby the Fear podcast is obsessed with the fucking Real Housewives of every single avenue. Whichever Real Housewives it is, she's in. And that's more than fine. I, I love that she loves it. It's just a personal preference. It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of constant yelling. <laughs> from the commercials i've seen that looks like it is what it is so this yeah. test that tyler sent me it's basically you put in a handful of of answers um you type in two or three uh, uh mad li- uh, ad libs almost and then it generates your real housewives persona mm-hmm. so, so tyler said this would be interesting if we did this so let's try it out tyler do you have yours absolutely ready to go you want you want to start us off yes Please. All right, here is the kind of housewife I am. My name <laughs> is Samantha Sassy Sam Jones. I'm 42 years old. I'm from Miami, Florida, and my profession is a soap opera star. Ooh. My tagline is, in a world full of fakeness, I keep it real. And the description he gave is Samantha Sassy Sam Jones is a Miami-born 42-year-old soap opera star known for her fiery personality and no-nonsense attitude. She's not afraid to speak her mind, even if it means causing some drama. With her quick wit and sharp tongue, Sassy Sam knows how to put any haters in their place. Off the set, Sassy Sam enjoys hitting the beaches of Miami and sipping on a good margarita. She can often be found at some of the city's trendiest spots, rubbing elbows with the elite. But don't let her glamorous lifestyle fool you. Sassy Sam is a force to be reckoned with. She's been known to throw a mean corona in the face of her nemesis, Jenny McCarthy, who had the nerve (laughs) to insult her on live TV. It's safe to say that Sassy Sam doesn't mess around when it comes to defending her honor. Beautiful. This this is definitely the the personification of you as as a housewife. (laughs) It's so much fun. It is. It really is, man. When I wrote it out, I didn't know because I've never seen the show. I've never seen the the show. So when it generated my answer, I'm like, who the fuck is this, like, girl, man? Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Oh, so you thought it was actually one. It it gave you one of them. Yeah, I thought it was like like putting your name into a horoscope and getting, oh, Tyler, you're a cancer. That means A, B, C, and D. Uh, But (laughs) I, I, I had no idea. So I'm like, this is interesting. But then I figured out, no, this is a made up character for you. This is. Like, like mm-hmm. Tyler said, this is your persona. This is who I would be as a housewife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what did it I, give I'm, you? I'm jealous because you got a full name. I got like a Madonna. My they, name is Taryn. 
T-A-R-Y-N is the name I got. Ooh, you're tearing it up. Tearing it up, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's my porn name, man. Tearing it up. <laughs> tearing it up. <laughs> tearing it up is my porn name. Um, Taryn, age 39. City, Atlanta. Profession, radio host. Uh, my tagline, I might be beautiful, but honey, my personality is a work of art. Taryn is the ultimate Southern belle with a larger-than-life personality. As a successful radio host in Atlanta, she knows how to command attention with her voice and style. You always catch Taryn sipping her signature peach bellini. <laughs> F- fun fact, that's definitely what I would be sipping on. I fucking love those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, this really got me. Um, <laughs> sip- <laughs> sipping her signature peach bellini while holding court with her fellow housewives. Don't mistake Taryn's bubbly personality for someone who can be easily pushed around. She's quick to shut down anyone who crosses her. And if you're not careful, you might just find yourself on the receiving end of a sass-filled tirade. Over the course of the season, tensions between Taryn and her nemesis Tyler reached a boiling point at a brunch outing. Tyler questions Taryn's authenticity, and Taryn responds by throwing a mimosa right in Tyler's face. Tyler shouldn't have messed with Taryn, as she never lets anyone talk down to her. Um, a lot of drink throwing going on here. There's there is a lot of drink throwing going on here, but to be fair, this is episode 140. You all know Tyler very well. If a mimosa was thrown in Tyler's face, immediately he would start drinking. <laughs> oh, my mouth will be open the second I see your hand. <laughs> you're you're cocking that back. <laughs> it's just slow motion. Just the 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 mouth is slowly opening. <laughs> trying to get uh, every per- little bit yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's perfect so that's that's our real housewives pers- personas man i How fun it is fun and you're younger yeah by, by three years which is mm-hmm. weird because you know in real life i'm i'm older than tyler by th- um, uh three weeks by three weeks you <laughs> see there one week every year tyler it's cat years when we go into real housewives uh-huh Oh, um, that was great. Hopefully we get another one soon like that. That was fun. <laughs> we should always start off with a random uh, uh, thing like that. Like, who are we in this series or something like that? We should we should always yeah. start off with something like that. Um, I have some really, really exciting, some big news to share, some emotional news to share. It was really, really interesting. Um, and this is something I didn't prep Tyler for either. So you're all hearing it as Tyler's hearing it. Last November... Uh, November of 2022, I collected with the robot army from the at Draw Me a Robot uh, Instagram. I collected stickers, patches, pins, tote bags, beanies, anything I could get from any artist all around the world. I collected all that I could get. And I decided I wanted to, you know, put together all of these items into into tote bags, as many tote bags as I can get. And I wanted to give it to where my girlfriend works is is a community college. And they service uh, first-generation students. So it's people that are um, either from an immigrant family or it's they're the first of their immediate family to go to college. It's all the first-gen uh, students. So a lot of them are low-income. A lot of them, even if they're not low-income, they just don't have the same opportunities, maybe socioeconomic, maybe geographical. They're, they're in Oxnard, California. So I wanted to get all these bags together and donate it to them for, for the holidays. Just something big from the community. I, I'm all about that. I love that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people couldn't send things over, so they said, hey, we want to be involved. How do we? How can we get involved um, without actually sending something? You know, the shipping's an arm and a leg. It's not going to make it in time. What else can we do? So I said, if anyone wants to send money, I'm going mm-hmm. to cut a check, and we're going to give it to the school, to this program. It's called a TRIO SSS program. If anyone wants to send money... I'm going to cut a check. I'm going to include everyone on it. Everyone's going to get their their due. Everyone's going to get their credit, and we're going to give it to them. So wow. we raised money, and we gave it to them. And I was super, super happy. I'm getting like – I'm sure you can hear my voice. I'm getting a little bit emotional talking about it because it's it's the community coming together, and that's the best part of the world. Yeah. That's the very, very best part, Tyler, of, of social media, when you can actually use your fucking platform for good. Yeah. It's very rare, but it's great when it does. It, when it it's works. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's people. Tyler, I got money from Spain. I got money from Poland. I got I got wow. items from all over the U.S. People from from Canada sent me, you know, little goodies to give these people to make them happy. And I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional about it. I'm just like, it it really is. And I don't want anyone to think I'm doing that thing where you film yourself giving money to a homeless person. That's not what this is about. This is about something much much better than that. Right. Um. So yesterday, 
they had their graduation. And what they decided to do with the money that we collected is create a scholarship and give it to one of the students. I told them, I, you know, I didn't have the guidelines. I didn't say, Tyler, here's 20 bucks and you have to get a cheese pizza with this money. I said, you know, here's the money we collected for you guys. Go nuts. I hope it helps. Buy some snacks with it. You know, take a trip. Whatever you guys want to do with it, that's your money. That's for you. That's from the community to you guys. Right. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, man. I'm like, I'm like catching myself no, out no, of no. here. This is it's a great story. <laughs> it's 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 really it's really really heartwarming, man. So, um, what they decided to do, and they let me know about it a few days before, and they said, "Hey, you remember that money you gave us?" And I said, "Yeah." We created a scholarship, and we're going to give that money to one of the stu- one of the students for them to continue their education. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's amazing. And they said, would you present it to them in the graduation ceremony? Oh my god! <laughs> right? Wow. So I said I didn't fucking they they didn't have a chance to put a question mark on that sentence, Tyler. You know, I was like, where and when and yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I went and they said, if you have, if you have it in you to do a little bit more and give a little speech. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. So, you all know me. I, I have no problem talking <laughs> and all that stuff, but it's different when it's an auditorium full of people on a graduation. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I said, you know what? Let me comb my brain real quick. Let me, let me put something together real quick. They showed me the they showed me the the certificate the scholarship they showed me the name of the person who's gonna get it I didn't I've never seen the per I don't know who this person is they said this person is exemplary this person deserves this trust me we vetted this is the person for it. I said you know what this is at your discretion if you gave it to the janitor that's cool too if you say this is the best person I'm all for it no problem at all mm-hmm. so they had their ceremony and after they all got sashed which is that's when, when they get like their um, tassels, right, Tyler? Like on the shoulders. Oh, uh, I guess I've never heard that the for that for a graduation, but sure. Yeah. So so they got you know they 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 got their tassels put on, and the way okay. they did it in this program is something I've never seen. But you know, backstory for anyone that doesn't know, I've never been. I don't have one class. I don't have one minute of college education. So mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this. It was it was very special for me. Um, I thought it was cool that I'm getting my name announced on a college graduation. I'm like, wow, this is the closest I may ever get to to walking the stage <laughs> in a college graduation. And I'm giving money away. That's awesome. Yeah, you're head of the class. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was honored. To... <laughs> so, um, what they did is the the students got to select who they want to give them the sash. So mm. a lot of them pick their mom, their dad, their brothers, their sisters, their their children, their wife, girlfriend, whatever it may be. It was really emotional, man. Yeah. Because because otherwise, the graduations that I've been to, they say, uh, Eric. And then I would walk over, you know, some Joe Schmo would hand me the certificate, shake my hand, we'd take a picture and we'd keep going. This was, they call out and they say, Tyler. And Tyler walks up and his, you know, I come out and we're emotional. Obviously, you want to see this person succeed and you're proud of them. They put the sash on them, and dude, every single person was crying. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah. it was already emotional. And then I went up, and they had no idea it was coming. The girl that 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 won the scholarship had no idea it was coming. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> they gave me a really nice introduction. They had no idea what it was about. It was completely random. Who is this random guy? I have nothing, no association with the school. But they said he created a scholarship through through social networks. And we chose a student here to get it. So I came out and I was like, what speech am I going to give now? Dude, I don't, what can I give? What value can I give? So I told them, first of all, thank you for letting me share the stage with all of you guys. This is a tremendous honor for me because you're all such a high caliber and, you know, on and on. I said, buttering them up a little bit. Right. Um, And then I said, in your life, you're going to hear stories and you're going to hear sentences that maybe stick with you. And I have one that stuck with me and I'm going to share it with all of you. You can take it with you or you can, you know, continue searching for your sentence. But I said, bricks build buildings. You're going to go out in your life and you're going to see about making your own empire and all of your friendships, all of your family, all of these classes that you take, each one of those things is your brick and you're building your castle out of that. You're building your empire out of that. Keep collecting bricks, keep collecting bricks. 
Don't ever get intimidated by how big a building is because it's just a ton of little bricks. It's just a ton of small things that made a huge thing. So all of your family, all of your friends, your education, all these great things that you have, each one of them is a brick in your building. So keep going and, you know, make your castle. You're already so far ahead of everyone else because you continued with your education, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that. Yeah. And then I said, uh, I wrote this down. Where is it? Hang on, hang on. I, 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 oh, you know, my it's, God. <laughs> no, it's the biggest it's moment of your life and you don't have it. No, no, no. It's really special. So I wanted to I, I wrote this part down. I wanted to make sure I, I don't sound like an idiot. And you all tell me if I sound like an idiot or not. <clears throat> I gave them that that bricks build building speech. And I said, and now on behalf of the artists and creatives from the robot army, it is my absolute honor and privilege to present. And then I said the girl's name with our very first Draw Me a Robot scholarship in honor of her outstanding achievement, her performance and her strong community values. Congratulations. Wow. She and walked towards she? me. Dude, yeah. She had no idea what was happening. This is where I got fucking awkward. She walks uh. towards me and she's like already with tears in her eyes. Uh-huh. And she, <laughs> I had my hand stretched out to give her the certificate. I shook her hand. She leaned in to give me a hug and I put my other hand on her hand. So I was shaking her hand with both hands because I didn't know if it was weird for me to hug this random person. Yeah. So, yeah. so she went in for the hug and she got a handshake. I, I tylered the hell out of her. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so sweet though. And the, are there photos? You have photos of this? I, I do have, I do have photos. They took professional pictures. I will get those pictures and I'll, I'll send it to you. I will post it up so you guys can see it as well. I don't want to, you know, hold out on anyone. There will oh. be pictures of this. Um, How exciting. It was really, really cool, yeah. man. It was really cool. I got to give a scholarship, man. You made a difference in someone's life. You changed their yeah. life. Yeah. That's crazy. As I was walking out of the building, um, you know, the people are high-fiving, hugging. It's emotional. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, you reached the end of your journey, so people are hugging all this stuff. I'm walking out. Excuse me, sir. And I'm like, no one's calling me, sir. So I just, you know, I kept going. Excuse me, sir. And they touched my shoulder. And I'm like, I turned around. And it's a, a guy there that just graduated. That was really beautiful what you said, man. And I and I thank you so much for investing in us. Thank you so much. And he had like tears in his eyes. I'm like, oh my God, man. Oh wow. This is this yeah, is he, a, a very overwhelming thing. This is a was. lot to take. It was. It was fun. Wow. I just wanted to share that with all you guys. I, I don't want you to think this is me videoing myself giving a homeless guy money. This is me attempting to fundraise for next year because I want next year to be even fucking bigger. I want to yes, give even more going. money. Let's keep it going. If you have an opportunity to do something like that, please, please do it. Is this considered to be the first annual robot? I called it. I called it the first annual. There will be one next year. Okay. There will be one next year. We're going to go even bigger. Hopefully, why don't we do the Team TNA scholarship? (laughs) (laughs) I want to get the person, Tyler, with the least amount of credits that did graduate. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to ask this because... When you get a scholarship, realistically, if they didn't pick the person, I could have picked the person. When you get yeah. a scholarship, it's it's who you want under your guidelines. I want right. to ask the counseling department, who has the bare fucking minute, who just barely graduated this year? Who's barely <laughs> walking on stage? They're going to get Team TNA's, you fucking did it, man, award. <laughs> Enjoy Harvard. Yeah, let's give them a $40 gift card to, to you know, Mervyn's. Declares. Declares. Yeah, go get your ears pierced a bunch of times. Oh, Uh, that's great, though. That's great. She she must have been so thrilled. She was she was over the because she wasn't expecting it. You know, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. It was really really cool. I was nervous to speak in front of everyone. It's you know I could talk for days and days, but stand in front of an auditorium. I want to see you say it. Like twenty years from now, when she's like hotshot lawyer, I hope you finally get that hug. Yeah, <laughs> and it would be nice to get my money back too. You know, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Good for her. I, I, I really hope that's the beginning of of a long, successful journey for her. Now the fun part. Right. Yeah. On my way to college, on my way to that college, there's an outlet mall. Um, this mall, <laughs> we've talked about it here in the past. This mall is very, very famous for two stories oh. that we've talked about in this in this thing. Tyler and I yeah. used to go there frequently frequently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i was just thinking tyler how how cool is it 
that an image or a place is forever tied to a memory, right? Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's a sense of nostalgia. It's yeah. As soon as I turned into the, I, I started laughing right away because I remembered the time that Tyler and I were were there, and the place was packed, mm. and we we parked, and a lady saw us by our car, and oh, she was God. she was waiting for us to leave. Like we just got there, but she saw two people standing by a car, so she got excited. So she was standing there. Now oh. we did an entire lap of the place. And she was like stalking us, like waiting for us to fucking like. Is there no other parking spots? Like that's one of the two stories. In her white Honda, just constantly. <laughs> you know, we should have called the police on her. <laughs> Excuse me, officer. There's a Karen following us. There is. She was fucking stalking us, like waiting for us to leave. We just got there. It was weird as hell. She was like like a PI that was going after somebody. Yeah, yeah. It was really really unnerving. But then. I actually took a picture of this. I'm going to include this picture with this um, little sound bite. The Wetzel's Pretzels, <laughs> where the lemonade story happened. As soon as I saw it, I started laughing right away. I took a picture of it. I'll include that picture for everyone here. What happened was we went there and it was super hot. It was like one of our 100 degree California fucking days. Tyler's At 10 a.m. Like, at 10 a.m., Tyler's like, if we don't go in here and get a frozen lemonade, I'm not walking the rest of this thing with you. You can do the rest of the thing by yourself. I'm going to find a shaded spot. I'm sitting. I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so we go in. Tyler gets his frozen lemonade. We come out, and there was... <laughs> Tyler, do you remember what happened, Tyler? Oh, oh very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> So this little girl was walking with her family and she saw Tyler drinking it and she was like, lemonade! And she like reached she, up. Well, also, you have to see, like, you have to like kind of ex- like describe how she looked. It was like, this was like a little girl like out of a movie. It was like the, like, very cute, very, like, like blonde hair. Yeah. Very well kept. Very like, she looked like Carol Ann from Poltergeist. That's what she <laughs> looked like. <laughs> so go on. So it felt more. I, yeah yeah she reached out and she's like lemonade and tyler was just <laughs> sipping it from his straw he's like oh god it's so good <laughs> and he's like oh oh my parents love me <laughs> <laughs> so so they they pulled her away and <laughs> tyler kept drinking oh so refreshing though oh my god <laughs> she, she doesn't know what she was missing it was so good yeah <laughs> so i saw that i'll include i'll include the picture so you guys it's it's always nice that's why i always like picture books when i was a kid because you want to see the picture right like yeah Yeah, where was it like what did it look like i'll show you all what it looked like as soon as i started i started laughing so that's just that's just an image that's married to that that location for me yeah (laughs) that's so great (laughs) We're, we're halfway in and this episode's already so good but now we talked about on episode 139, we talked about chat GPT. And of course, I continued fucking with it after we talked about it. Yeah. Um, I have some fun stuff. Is this chat GPT co-anchoring right now? Yes. Yes. I'm actually not even Eric. Like, this is chat GPT. Okay. We're finally here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric says hi, by the way. Um, so... <laughs> Again, chat GPT, for anyone that doesn't know, you can type in your questions. You can type in anything you want. You can type in, write me an essay on on Tyler's, you know, taking over the world, how Tyler would take over the world, and it will write it for you. Mm. Um, so send that to me, by it. the way. I, I will. I will. Do you want Thank a double space college rule paper? I'd appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> a cover letter. Um, so the first thing I did, because of Tyler... I want to know about left-handed people. So what are some things about left-handed people? I wonder if, if you're listening and you're left-handed, leave mm-hmm. a comment about like what it's like being left-handed. Sucks. Tyler's, Tyler said it's all fun and games. Well, it sucks when you're in school and all the desks are made for right-handed people. Oh, my God. You, you cry, but you're the one that fucked me up, man. Like Because our last names are close, Tyler and I would be seated next to each other a lot. And as yes. I would write and he would write, our elbows would, would kiss every fucking time. So mm-hmm. yeah, anytime we would have to do like a lowercase Q, we would just butt elbows. <laughs> um, so left-handedness, Tyler, it only occurs in ten percent of the population. 
Is that it? Only 10% of the population. Wow. Um, yeah, you you process information differently than right-handed people, which explains a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, you're, as a left-handed person, more likely to be creative and excel in artistic fields. Okay. Um, <laughs> as I was going through these facts, and you'll see, you know, I have a few more of these facts. As I was going through them, just everything screams Tyler. Tyler's such an integral part of my life that that everything I read screams Tyler. It just goes right back to him. Uh, <laughs> you're more likely to have allergies and migraines. Yep. That's accurate. <laughs> uh, left-handed people are also have a shorter lifespan on average than right-handed people. <laughs> well, I'm this sorry, is our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Come back for episode 141, me looking for... Uh, it'll be me interviewing for podcast uh, hosts, <laughs> co-hosts. That'll, that's what it'll be. Please call in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, what else do we have? Um, more likely to be diagnosed with dyslexia, which makes complete sense. Hmm. Uh, but many hmm. famous people have been uh, left-handed throughout history, including Leonardo da Vinci, Albert Einstein, Barack Obama, and even Tyler from the Team TNA show. Oh, I love that podcast. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Eric, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what Eric did the other day? He gave a scholarship. And it was the most That's heartwarming beautiful. thing I ever heard. That guy's my fucking hero, man. Mine too. <laughs> Final fact I have. Left-handed people are more often... Uh, left-handed people often have to adapt to a right-handed world with many everyday tools and objects being re- designed for right-handed use, including scissors. Ugh, the scissors in school... So when we were in elementary school, Eric, you remember when it was scissor time and they would bring out like this, I, I, I don't know what it was, this like hub and it had all those little scissors in it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it would come, and there would always be like that one janky one on like the, the corner of one that had like green rubber tips on the, you know, on the slots. So that's how you know it was a left-handed one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I would always get. And it never, fu- it was like cutting with two butter knives with a half <laughs> space. It just never fucking worked. So all my, all the papers were just folded <laughs> instead of cut. <laughs> you just had creased paper. Just creased paper. Oh my God. It's, it's funny because fucking Rasmussen grabbed my right hand and told me to write with that. I do, yeah, I do. That was a different time. Look, when we were in high school, our our English teacher grabbed Tyler's hand and told him that he needs to be writing with his right hand. Like that's it's a different fucking world. Like, you can't even imagine that happening today. And straighten my wrist if I was to use my left hand. Like, dude, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, I. Oh God! Just wait till I cock my left hand. Just, just wait. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but but what it what it made me think about when you were telling the story is it's because it's bought less often they replace it less often like right. the right handed scissors I I got you know fresh new ones every year Tyler I'm sorry to rub it in your face but it's because a thousand people used it before me Eric you had the same like my Eric used to be like oh look how sharp this is my teachers love me <laughs> yeah right oh my God Tyler look at this corner <laughs> but you you had to use the same one that Leonardo da Vinci used and then Albert Einstein and then you. That's true. That's why I was so rusty. Yeah. So it made me think about whenever we would go bowling, my brother has size 14 and a half shoe. So he always got a brand new pair of shoes, like brand mm. new. <laughs> no crease. never nothing. Yeah. No, nothing. No, they didn't even spray it. They're like, these are new out of the package, man. This is yours. It took it out of the box. <laughs> uh, the next thing I asked, are Ouija boards real? Have you ever used one of these? I have. We used to uh, we used to play with it a lot as a kid. For some reason, we used to do that. We used to do that on Friday nights in the dark after uh, watching Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. Okay, and 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 how did you feel as a little kid? Like, were you scared of it? Were you into it? Were you like, why are we doing this? How, how, I mean, were they forcing you to do it, or were you like, let's come and do it? I remember being nervous as like just. Like, the youngest age we would do it. Like, I think I was, like, seven or eight. And then, you know, after that, it was kind of like, all right, one of us is moving this. I know it is. I just don't know who, but just go along, put a smile on your face, and we'll get this done, and then we can eat more pizza. I was always so scared to do it, man. Like, I don't like shit like that. I don't like things like that. I was always so scared to do it. So I have this, and I have a follow-up for this. Okay. Um, The the concept of a Ouija board 
uh, is based on the idea of communicating with spirits, entities, um, spirits or entities through a board with letters and numbers on it. The planchette moves around to spell messages. The scientific community has not found any evidence that the boards can actually communicate with the dead or any supernatural entities. Um, what is it called? The planchette? What is it? That's what, it, yeah, that's that, that thing with the, is it a glass in the middle or is it just hollow in the middle? It's called a planchette. It's, it's uh, it can either be hollow or it's sometimes a magnifying glass. Oh, I never knew what it was called. Me either. Uh, some people believe that Ouija boards are real and can be used to communicate with spirits, while others believe that it's simply a tool for a subconscious mind to express itself. The use of Ouija boards can be controversial and some people believe that they can be dangerous if used improperly or without knowledge and respect. Ultimately, the, the belief of... The belief in the reality of the Ouija board is subjective and can vary from person to person. So, Tyler, you, from the two of us, you're the one that has played with it. You you say it's bullshit. I mean, I granted we were kids. The answers weren't, like, scary. They were more funny. Um. So, I mean, it could be a playful demon. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, no, it was just, it was always kind of, like... All right, look, it was almost like a game of Clue more. It's like, okay, who's moving this in the circle of hands here? Someone, yeah. one of, someone's doing it. Let's gauge by the wind. Was it ever you? No, because I always enjoyed, I, always, I just enjoyed it. You just, you, you were there for the ride. Okay. Just for the no, ride, yeah. I'm, I'm saying it here on Team TNA Podcast, on episode 140, at 36 minutes, if I die... And I get mm -hmm. to haunt something. I will haunt the fuck out of a Ouija boards because I'm going to do ridiculous answers. See, and I I'm going to plug. Great. Yeah, and I'm going to plug like brands and stuff like that. Like drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> Ovaltine. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just do the oldest shit. It's like, <laughs> don't forget to drink Canada Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Re up on burl cream before you run out. Yeah, uh, Sanka. <laughs> Sanka, yeah. Um, all right. Um, next thing. This is kind of intertwined with that. This I thought you would really like this. Tyler. I read about this guy a long time ago, and I was like, "This is super interesting. This is such a this is such a Tyler thing to do." The time traveling party. The time travelers party. I'm sorry. In 2009, a man named Robert Nemiroff and his colleagues at Michigan Technical Technological University threw a party for time travelers. The idea was to send out invitations to the party after it had already happened in the hopes that someone from the future would receive the invitation and travel back in time to attend. However, no time travelers showed up to the party. The experiment was designed as a way to test the concept of time travel uh, and whether it was possible to communicate with people in the future. While the experiment was ultimately unsuccessful, it remains a fascinating and creative attempt to explore the possibilities of time travel. Um, check this out. What they yeah. did is they took a full-page newspaper ad a full page. Okay. And and they said, you know, today's the the 4th, put it out on the 8th. They put out a full page ad and they said, we're having a time traveler party. Anyone that's from the future, we're going to have, you know, a party on the 4th on your behalf. We want to ask you questions, come by, hang out, you know, open bar, and they took a full page ad. So they're like, obviously no one on the 4th is going to see it. It's mm -hmm. coming out on the 8th. But people in the future would have heard about this party. And would come back and, and show up at the party. Ah, oh, uh-huh. It, it's genius, right? It is. That's pretty fun. No one came. Oh. <laughs> so now, now, we get, now we get into the conspiracies. Did no one come because people from the future are advised not to commingle and change the past? Is that why no uh, one came? Or did no one come because you can't try and travel at any point ever in the future? We got some Doc Brown logic going on here. Right? Yeah. Ah, true. Okay. Someone could have been like looking through the window, maybe, maybe there, but just you know, I don't know. I it's, think it's, I want to believe somebody came to the, uh, back from the future. Okay, all right. Um, the next question: What was the most rented thing from Blockbuster? I can't believe we uh -huh. talk about this on every single episode, Tyler. How do the tie-ins happen? How do the tie-ins happen? We have more called things than The Simpsons. I swear, every episode we have things that wrap around back onto themselves, right? Right. It happens all the time to us. Smugs, if you're listening, this is for you. <gasps> yeah. Here we go, Tyler. 
the most rented thing from Blockbuster was the VHS tape of the movie Speed, starring yes. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. It was yes. released in 1994, became an instant hit, grossing over $350 million at box offices worldwide. Uh, the movie is about a Los Angeles bus <laughs> that has been rigged to explode if it goes under 50 miles per hour, and an LAPD officer, played by Reeves, who must save the passengers and stop the bomber. Speed won two Academy Awards and was praised for its intense action sequences and strong performances from its cast. Uh, it remained a popular rental at Blockbuster throughout the 1990s into the early 2000s. See? The people love it. See, Smugs? The, the people been, have spoken. Tyler, it could have been anything. It could have been anything. It was fucking Speed. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> I love that. That is so fucking great. Eat it, Smugs. It could have been anything. For people that are just listening for the first time, Tyler and I used to have a adult um, uh, uh, entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We used to have an adult uh, store on eBay. We had movies, we had toys, we had shit like that. Um, as we would put them away, uh, as we would uh, uh, categorize the, the 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 movies and the products, we would put them in alphabetic order. And we used to laugh at the names and all this stuff. And one time, Tyler was like, hey, Eric, check this out. And he put on his best uh, 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 reporter voice. And he's like, coming up next. And then he lifted up the box, two in the seat. And mm-hmm. we both laughed. It was really funny and all this stuff. The very next day, keep in mind, we had like 10,000 movies. Yeah. The very next day, someone bought something from us. This movie that they had was shaking in the box. It was loose inside of the box. And we told them, we're like, we can't ship this out. It's 100% going to be damaged. Do you want a refund? Or you could pick any other movie. Right. They said, give me a few minutes. Let me look at your inventory. They came back. Okay. Drum roll. Um, drum roll. Drum roll. And... I'll take two in the seat. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Of all the movies, we had 10,000 unique titles. We had two of each movie. This is the one they went for. Just like Speed is the one. And you know what was even better about that, Eric? Because uh, I don't know if you remember. Um, we had so, so... Uh, our stock was so huge that um, there actually wasn't enough space. So we had to kind of layer them deep like the the yeah. columns of movies deep within so we would sometimes spend do you remember this sometimes we would spend i would say close to a half hour sometimes trying to find one movie yeah even um, that it was in alphabetical order yeah right so the benefit of this was we knew exactly where this movie was because we <laughs> held it the previous day we knew exactly where it was and it was awesome it was made in heaven yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was it was a perfect fit, just like Smugs and the Speed movie, which Tyler says is the perfect action movie. Still is to this day. There the people have spoken. If you don't believe Tyler, just listen to the thousands, tens of thousands. Tyler, how many times do you think it was rented probably? Oh, do you have the do you actually have the number there? I don't have the number. I don't have oh. the number, but I know it is the most rented thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, it, it, into the mid tens of thousands, maybe. I don't. I don't Jeez. know how to gauge that. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, just take that, Smugs. Take that. Um, wow. And imagine now, all of the extra speed copies that were like in those. You could buy like the previewed movies or whatever. Imagine yeah, how yeah. many of those were taken home and still enjoyed for years. Yeah. Right, Smugs. <laughs> uh, and now. Uh, uh, switching over to a little bit more current events, I was looking at strikes, and I wanted to know what was the longest strike in in the history of the United States. Topical um, at the moment. It it is very, and I'm going to get to that. The longest strike in the U.S. history was the 1959 steel strike, which lasted 116 days. Remember that 116 wow. days, mm-hmm. and involved 500,000 workers from steel mills across the country. The strike was led by the Steelworkers of America, who were protesting for higher wages, improved working conditions, and more control over their work schedules. The strike ultimately ended with a compromise between the steelworkers and major steel companies, with the workers receiving a modest wage uh, increase and some concessions on their work rules. The reason I looked this up is because this is very, very current. Um, there is a writer strike in in. The industry, I mean, it's in Hollywood, right, Tyler? But it's in the industry, right? It's, it's industry-wide. Industry-wide. So I looked up 
what was the writer strike? The last one we had was in 2007 going into 2008. Now, remember, 1959 was the longest strike we had. Okay. In 2007, the Writers, uh, Writers Guild of America, WGA, uh, strike started November 5th, 2007 and lasted until February 12th, 2008. Jeez. A hundred days. God. Just shy. Even. Just shy, man. The strike was preliminary about royalties for uh, for writers in the digital age and resulted in significant losses for the entertainment industry, totaling over a billion with a B dollars. And it gave us one of the most nonsensical James Bond movies of all time. That's the worst one I've ever seen. I wish I never saw it. That's a fucking piece of shit. More than um, um, uh, the what's the snow one with Pierce Brosnan? The um, the one with Halle Berry. You hate it even more than that one. Sky, Skyfall. Not Sky. What's no, it? no, no. That's, that's Skyfall. Like that um, one. What's, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the uh, fuck is that one called? It's not Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, World's Not Enough. It's not that one. It's the one after that. One. <laughs> Whatever that one's called. Give me one second. Let me get it for you guys. I don't want to leave people on, on standby like that, Tyler. Uh, it's the one where he's in the ice hotel and then he's like skiing on the icebergs and shit. Die and another think, day. Die another day. You think uh, Quantum of Solace is worse than that one? Yes. Wow. You really it falls off it. in the middle. It falls off in the fucking middle. And then it's like, what, it wait, what, what now? But there is some good action sequences. I can't say that for Die Another Day. That's true. Yeah. Die Another Day was, it was, it was one of the shit movies ever. But, and that one has, the difference is that one has no excuse. There was no writer strike. Everyone was what? happy. People were being Fair. paid. Okay. That's true. So I'll, I'll give you the points on that one. Um, I found out something crazy. I found out something very, very, very interesting. We were talking about on episode 139. Tyler asked me, can you stump? Can you stump chat GPT? Yeah. I found out something even more interesting than stumping it, Tyler. Check this out. I found the end of chat GPT. I found the month where it ends. Okay. So after I wrote about, about the writer strike, I'm like, okay, what is the current writer strike about? You're going to love this. Mm -hmm. As of my knowledge, um, as of my knowledge, cut off in September 2021, there was no ongoing writer strike in the United States. However, if there is currently one taking place, I do not have information that is, uh, I do not have information about it, as my knowledge only goes up to September 2021. It's worth checking news sources or industry websites for the latest information. That is all I have. Wow. I found the edge of ChatGPT. I know the day it ends. For now, yeah. But for wow. now, for now. I mean, interesting. Isn't that crazy? We know so much more than ChatGPT. Take that. Take that. Now who's on top of the world again, Tyler? Wow. Okay, a humans on <laughs> ChatGPT48. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, Tyler. I, I know you. I know you're a little bit more plugged in. You know um, the writer strike that's going on. Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? What do you think? What do you think? I Where are you with these things? I, I totally agree. I didn't realize, like, yeah, the whole streaming service thing really is like I. It, I mean, it wasn't even a thought when the you know the one from oh seven oh eight happened and. Yeah, they're, I think they are getting the shaft. And yeah, and I didn't even realize with ChatGPT, with AI, I think it is so evil that it's even in consideration that you would go to that rather than human writers, people with actual experiences, you know, and, and just start coming up with ideas, ongoing stories, possible. I don't know how it would do the script thing, but I, I don't doubt it. But I, I think that is incredibly fucked up. I don't. I don't that, that it's just so inhuman by that point mm -hmm. that it's just, I, you know, it's, it's not a show for humans anymore. It's a show for robots and fun. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I show solidarity for the writers. They are one of the highest up and yet most unsung heroes of anything that you, you take in for content. It's this great. time around. This time around, and it's so it's so important that you brought up the the streaming and all that. This time around, it is a different animal. Mm -hmm. It is a different animal. We're a few days into the writer strike. Um, I know I'm timing us here, I'm really giving away the time that we are here. But I'm we're a few days in. The heads of Paramount. Did you hear about this? I did. 
the head of Paramount said, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said, we have a massive catalog and a ton of content still unreleased. Go and go and walk up and down the streets if you want. That's not exactly what he said, but that's basically what he said. Yeah, he I think yeah, he basically said uh people wouldn't notice for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and he I, said we're sitting on a lot of content is what he and said. And I didn't and I didn't like that at all. I thought that was very kind of shady. I, I it's thought cold. That was, it's very cold. Cuz it shows that they're really not being respectful to this being, you know, fully plugged into what these working people are fighting for. Um, yeah, I just it, it was it was very cold, very insensitive. Is, isn't that kind of what's dangerous, though, Tyler? Because they're not writing for this season. If we're on season one, the writers are already on season three, aren't they? Or no. at least season two, aren't they? Two, yeah. They should at least have a course planned for season two once season one is in the can. And they should be once season one is in the can, they should be coming up with the next, you know, the next storylines. Where is it going to go next? This is right right now. We're, you know, pilot season pilot season airs in September. I mean, mm-hmm. writers should be like really doing their shit right now. So, you know, God bless Paramount for having a ton in the can or two in the seat, but yeah. you know, it's I, it's I Do you remember if we were affected how we were affected TV-wise back then? I know reality I, I shows blew up around that. I time. do. So reality shows blew up. I remember watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen and things like that. Right. Um, what I remember is is late starts to seasons and seasons that that were accustomed to having 18, 19, 20, having 10 in the season. That's right. That's that's exactly what happened. God, that was so crazy. Yeah. So they were interviewing, they were interviewing, you know, a few writers on the news and they're like, what do you think is gonna happen? I mean, are you gonna come back? When you come back with a 13 episode season instead of a 22, he's and the guy said, if that's what we need to do, we're gonna do it. Yeah, but but we're showing solidarity. We're not getting paid in residuals. Um, they're streaming things, and it's just it's just tanking us. I mean, the 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 streaming. But in in layman's terms, Tyler, what does it mean for for streaming to be tanking them? I mean, is it just putting their work in fast forward? How does it work? Because well, it's hard to gauge because okay, so they get residuals based on like number of views, right? Okay, And it, it gets tricky, especially when it comes to, you know, the granddaddy of streaming Netflix that never releases their streaming numbers. Right. So they could have, I don't know what, remember that movie with uh, The Rock and Wonder Woman and Deadpool? I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a huge fucking movie. And it, it was like, Netflix was saying it was like the biggest movie that was ever watched on Netflix. I, I, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. They, Yet they never release numbers. So how do writers and their agents know how much that poor writer is due for that movie if he got his proper residuals? This is where it gets very messy. Yeah. And We're talking they, about the, the red notice for anyone. I'm sorry to cut you off. We're talking you. about red notice. Yeah, That's, I just wanted to throw it. Okay. Like where's, so where's, where's the transparency for this? Like that, you know, it's you don't know. And I Netflix is notorious for never releasing their streaming numbers. And so you can't. I don't know how they get residuals by that. But also Netflix also does the business model where they do pay people huge amounts of money, mostly the actors, huge, Mm -hmm. huge sums of money more than a studio film because it's not based on ticket uh, ticket sales. It's based on what they think the views are going to be. So it's very messy. It's it's very disorganized. Do do these companies does paramount does abc nbc the next one and the next one do are they married to nielsen are they do they have to report their numbers that's you know what do they have to that is a very good question i i know I, I, they go by them the executives go by the nielsen ratings to decide if a show works or not but so, that's in the back end. That's they don't have to tell me, you know, Joe Schmo TV watcher. Hey, a million people saw it. I always thought they did it as a matter of pride. Well, Neil, but Neil ha- also gauges their on their own the ratings because it, they have certain um, devices that are plugged in to certain TVs. It's not a it's not a a truly accurate number. It's basically like it's it's a it's a select 
community of 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 eyeballs watching a TV, and that's how they kind of gauge the numbers. Got it. It's Got very it. tricky, but that's how it works. So, so realistically, realistically, unless you're doing a pay per view, there's no way to say ten people saw this. You could roughly say ten people saw this, but unless you have a pay per view where you know how many TV sets had this showing, there's no way to say this many TVs had it showing, right? Correct. And you also don't know how many people are watching something on one TV. You could have 16 people watching one TV at a bar. Right. And right, that bar right, could right. have a Nielsen box. And, oh, that's one. One person. Yeah. That makes sense. That ma- so how do, you see, how do you see something like this ending where, I mean, unfortunately, and, and the reason why I was looking into strikes, unfortunately, I feel like the house is going to kind of win. Because they are sitting on massive amounts of content. They're sitting on massive libraries of things. Um, what I read into when he said that that uh, streaming is is tanking them, what I thought it was, and I'm not I'm not you know stepping on you. What I thought it was is he was saying how this is how I interpreted it. People are so into binging that as a writer, you're like, dude, I can't I took me 10 months to write 10 episodes and you saw it in 10 hours. It's no longer taking 10 weeks. So I have to right away go on to the next thing. Right. Well, okay. So that's. Yeah. So that's I just, kind of where the, the view, the eyeballs come in. Right. But, but I thought, I thought that would create more work for writers. I thought there would be a higher demand because people are binging things. I thought they would be like, I thought writers would be a hot commodity. Like, dude, get the next season out, man. People are sitting and waiting. Well, but you but you see these kinds of shows, like even if people binge, like remember when Squid Game came out? Yeah. And it was like this big thing, and we still don't have season two yet. Right. It's, even though there is such a fucking demand for season two. And it's, <laughs> right. with every Netflix show, they still take a year. You know, uh, uh, Yellowstone comes back every year. It's like, yeah, they, they drop, well, I don't know if it's Yellowstone, but yeah, they still take the same amount of time. To do, to do, yeah, and I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but they still, you know, will take another year or six months to write another season because they still want quality. You still need to have that quality to bring people back. You can't just yeah, that's... quickly write something out because otherwise it's just going to turn to shit. That's true. That's true. So how do you see this playing out? I mean, hopefully we're not going to see another 100 days. Uh, we are in California. This affects us directly. Um, maybe not even not in our everyday, but a billion dollars in revenue is, is, is very felt. I could tell you all that. Plus being selfish. I want to see my next season of my show. You want to see the next season of your show. That's us being selfish. So we want these writers to get back to work because, you know, like Tyler said, there's, there's solidarity in the unions. And when one of them go, what was interesting, Tyler, is they said that in June, a lot of the teamsters, a lot of the other companies are going to have their contract negotiations. So they said they can choose right now to hold the industry by the balls. That's right. The DGA is coming up. SAG's coming up. It's so (laughs) going to get interesting. This is going to get very interesting. So either things are going to go very fast, or I think we might be in a drought. Which way do you see it going? I don't know. In all honesty, I have no fucking idea. I mean, the last time I, 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 I really don't know. Um, but to go back to the economy, I think they said it cost where we live about $2 billion because of that 100 days. Jeez. And so with inflation and everything, God knows what it's going to turn out this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I, I truly don't know how this is going to play out this time. I have no idea, especially with all the other uh, the other guilds with their, with their negotiations coming. I mean, who the fuck knows? Yeah. We might have I mean, to depend on chat GPT at that point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're just saying it right here, right now. Team TNA are team writers. We're, we're here for the people. Absolutely. Honk, we're here honk. for the small you guys. See the signs. You see those signs? <laughs> Go honk. I think it's wild, man. Also, like, I'm not trying to downplay anyone in society, but when Ralph's was doing a strike, you see the bag boy and, and, and the cashier in the, in the front. When TV writers go on strike, these are known fucking people, man. Yeah, you'll you'll see like a familiar face somewhere in that crowd. That's that's absolutely wild, man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because writers are are celebrities in their own right. They've they've written a lot of your favorite shows and movies and stuff like that, and they're over there in the street walking. It's crazy. Yeah, Leno came out as he did in 07, bringing donuts to the people again. 
he did that That's i think awesome. yesterday or today that's awesome. I, I want to think he's cool. I've seen him three times. He's always been cool, but you know, it's a very brief interaction. Right. I want to think he's cool. I really want to think he's cool. I've heard he's very nice in person. All right. You know, despite all the drama with Letterman, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I heard personally that he is a very nice man. Yeah. Business is business. Let's be real. Business is business. Right. Letterman's still uh, showing uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the final thing I asked ChatGPT, because this is a Tyler, uh, a Tyler-oriented thing. Tyler, I asked ChatGPT, why are people annoying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love and to know this, what a computer thinks about this. And this is this is where so the first stump I got was figuring out that it ends its knowledge in September of 2021. The second time you asked me in episode 139, what happens when it doesn't know the answer? Yeah. Here, here you go. So, Eric, ChatGPT. Why are people so annoying? Chat GPT. As an AI language model, I cannot provide a definitive answer to this question, as people have many different reasons for behaving in ways that others may perceive as annoying. However, some possible explanations could be differences in personality, values, beliefs, or communication styles. Additionally, people may act in annoying ways if they are feeling stressed, anxious, or frustrated. Ultimately, though, it is important to recognize that each person is unique and what one person finds annoying may not be the same for another person. Okay. Fine. That's that's AI's answer. Now, for the benefit of the show and for the listeners and the crowd favorite, everyone knows Tyler's a crowd favorite. Now, let me plug in that same question to our own robot. Tyler, <laughs> why are we... Why are people so annoying? Because people don't have common sense. And they just like they they just fucking do shit that's annoying. <laughs> like they just say things that are wrong. They do things that are obviously terrible. It's just like, oh my god, just as long I've always said this. I think I said this recently on an episode, Eric. Just pay attention. Just understand your surroundings, understand what you're doing, understand how you come off, and everything will be fine. Just pay attention. I love it. This is this was man versus machine. I'm biased. I think Tyler is right on this one. I'm going to cut this clip. You all tell us, are you team machine or team man? I think Tyler got it, but I'm biased, so my vote doesn't count. We're going we're gonna to leave it. We're going to make a poll for this one. I'm not going to lie. Team machine sounds awesome. It, <laughs> it actually does sound awesome. Just shut up, man. That's the other side. But Eric, just say Team Machine. It just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, Team Machine is cool. Yeah, Team Machine is cool. <laughs> but we're my Team Tyler. We're, my porn name is Team Machine. Oh, the Team Machine. <laughs> I like it. I'm tearing it up, and you're the Team Machine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. The final thing we always do. Tyler, do you have a song of the day for us? Yes. Please. I heard this recently, never knew it existed. It's 10 years old, but it's the MTV unplugged version of Rocky Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. Man, the Scorpions are such a fucking good band. They are. They are fucking so awesome. So fucking good, man. Yeah, man. You know, and also MTV Unplugged had so much cool music. I love MTV Unplugged. If you've never heard the Corn MTV Unplugged album, it is phenomenal. Wow. It's a whole different sound to these songs. It's incredible. I'm gonna check that out as soon as we as soon as we hang up today, man. Like I, I love that. That's mm -hmm. really, really fucking cool. I'm you just you just gave me homework. I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, my song of the day is uh by Lincoln Park. It's a song called In Pieces. Um I just have to say the Minutes to Midnight album has been on okay. repeat in my car recently. It's amazing. Minutes to Midnight. If anyone hasn't heard, there's a lot, a lot of good songs over there. That's twenty twelve? Is that, is that when it came out? Uh, man, that's a good question. I think it was around that time because I know that it was, was a, it was like their like their return to form, wasn't it? Or considered like like the big like yeah, not like they that, they dropped off, but it was like kind of like holy shit, yeah, like full Lincoln Park is back in action again. Yeah, yeah, that song, that album has so many like um, it has so many uh, little things give you away in pieces. Um, what else was there? Uh, man, and I was just listening to it yesterday. 
Anyway, check out Minutes to Midnight. Check GPT what songs are on the album. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then finally, I just want to plug episode 141. We have something very special for you all, including our guest, Mrs. or Miss Robin Rochelle, a.k.a. Robin Still, from the Slumber Party Massacre. (laughs) Tyler, do you know who this is? I, I don't, but I've seen the Slumber Party Massacre, so somehow... She's the main character. So I guess, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll ask her more about, about that. Uh, Does on Ashley know who that is? Ask Ashley. No ask her. I will. <laughs> Between the two of you, it's safe to say, if the two of you don't know a movie or a person, they don't exist. That's fair. I like that. We, we are also yeah. like ChatGPT. Our knowledge ends at a certain month and year. <laughs> All right, we'll see you all back here for episode 141.